0: plushcare.com slash weight loss welcome to the bradley Wiggins show by eurosport the home of cycling brought to you by zwift explore train and compete on the cycling app where fun is fast I'm Graham Wilgoss. Right, to you and me today. Yes, it is. Or a
1: hell of a stage, an explosive stage, the Queen mm. stage of the Vuelta a España. It was, and it lived up to the hype, lived up to the expectation. Amazing finish and um, an amazing winner. But um, credit to Egan Bernal for taking it on. I mean, he went out to win the race today, um, and I thought his post-race interview was quite telling, really. He said he's been suffering quite a lot in this race. Um, that's quite an admittance for someone who's won the Tour, the Giro, yeah. who came here as one of the favourites to win the race. Um but to take it on, on this penultimate climb and go out there with uh, Primoz Rodlich and give it his all and fade in the final, um, I think that might be the last we see of Bernal this race in terms of, I think we we saw that that was, you know, I bigged him up in the in the post-show the other day as to um, never to underestimate him and that he, until he's done and dusted like it was today, like it appeared, um, that he was still capable of winning this race much in the veil of Chris Froome a few years ago in the Giro. Mm. But I think that was it today. I think we saw what he had. And I don't think he's in the form he was at the Giro and, and certainly not in the form to match Primoz Rodlich. But um, Rodlich was on another level today and he's now got a clear dominant lead in this race. And even though he wasn't in the red jersey this last week, we always knew that this day would come, mm. funnily enough. Um, and he's well on the way to winning his third, Walter.
0: Yeah, he started the day at one thirty six off Odd Christian uh, Iking. Um, who faded today and he ends the day on top of the pile uh, with a two-minute, 22-second cushion, 4.29 ahead of Bernal. Bernal really animated it today from about 60Ks out. Ineos went out with intent. Cast your mind back to when we were talking over the, the course of the tour and we kept saying, why don't Ineos animate the race? Why don't they take a chance? Today, you can't criticise them for that. No. Bernal and Ineos, starting with Pavel Sivakov, threw everything at it.
1: And I said in the pre-show that they would be the only ones who would likely do that because uh, winning is the standard and winning is the norm at that team and coming here and finishing sixth and seventh on gc or seventh and eighth as they were this morning wasn't success for them mm. um, and burnout's gone out and he's tried to win the race today and it wasn't to be but you have to give him credit for for having having a go and really lighting and animating the race and taking Primus rodlich with him really and rodlich you know obviously would prove to be the strongest at the end but he uh if it wasn't for Bernal, then Rodlich would have had to make those moves on his own.
0: Mm. They worked together quite well for a long time, actually. There seemed to be an accord of sorts. Mm. Um, and then in the end, it was a Yumbo Visma 1 2. Yeah. What, how will Bernal be feeling at the end of the day? After, after doing all that work, um, it's, it almost feels like it was for nothing.
1: Yeah, but I think his post race interview, he looked quite deflated, but he went out and tried to win the race today, mm. and he probably overperformed for where he's at. Mm. Um, he just got caught in the last couple of K from that group behind, which included his own teammate, Adam Yates. Um, but when you know you've left it all on the road, I don't think, that, I don't think you could be too disappointed. And he did that today. Mm. Um, so credit to him.
0: Mm. We saw that group towards the end, Mass, Lopez, Adam Yates, Jack Haig, um the, the, GC, the, the, the other real GC men, if you like, they all caught him mm. um, towards the top of the, the climb to Lagos to
1: Covadonga. Yeah. And Adam, Adam looked really strong today. Mm. The conditions obviously were a bit wet and they tend to suit Adam a little bit, I think. Um, I, I expect to see a lot from Adam tomorrow, actually. I think yeah. that um, Bernal's almost had his opportunity. And now I think it's, it's sort of left for Adam to mount the challenge to try and get onto the podium.
0: Yeah. So he's a handful of seconds behind Bernal on yeah. G C, but we think it will be it will now be Bernal, all right, you had your crack, didn't work today. Yeah. Now you've got to work for, for Adam and we've got to see how high can we get him onto the podium. I can- think he can.
1: And I think this tomorrow's the big one. And it's a climb that suits Adam, mm. actually. His riding style is very steep. I think all the action will happen on the climb tomorrow. I think we'll see a standard sort of formation tomorrow in terms of Jumbo Visma doing the job all day, defending that jersey. And it's not for Primoz to attack anymore. I think Primoz is in an unassailable position now going into the last time trial. They will just ride and he will limit his losses. Mm. Maybe he might try and win the stage, but I think it gives more of a chance for someone like Adam to start springboarding up the road. He was
0: asked afterwards, Primoz Roglic, what he thought when Bernal attacked.
2: What did you think when Bernal attacked from so far? Nothing. Uh, I just went with him. (laughs) Uh. Yeah, it's a race, huh, at the end, and uh, yeah, I didn't think it, huh? uh, I just went with him, then uh, I was already a little more thinking, but whew, it's quite far, huh? and uh, yeah, uh, still a hard climb this one at the end, uh, but uh, yeah, it uh, was, uh, was going good, uh, was a real, uh, real show, real, show, uh, real racing, and uh, yeah. Uh, t- tactically, how did you play it? Why did you decide to go with 7.5 km to go? <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, did, I just didn't decide it. I just uh, tried to ride uh, then up the climb as fast as possible. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, at that point, uh, uh, Egan uh, didn't follow anymore. So, yeah, I just uh, went then alone. Do you feel that it's uh, your better showing at La Vuelta so far in three years? That what? You're the best show that you have done? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think so. So, uh, yeah, I was enjoying again uh, with uh, yeah with all the support and everything uh, and uh, yeah, uh, just the weather is a little, uh, without rain probably would be even a lot nicer here around, but uh, yeah, uh, still super nice day for, for us. You are back in the red jersey with two minutes 22 over uh, mass. is it comfortable? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, it's never uh, big enough, or, uh, but yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's nice. Huh? We deserve it. Uh, and uh, yeah, no matter what, uh, tomorrow is then a real queen stage coming. So uh, yeah, uh, we'll see uh, if we'll be enough uh, then after tomorrow. Voila. <laughs> Voila.
0: Nothing. I just went with him. That's, to me, that's the mark of an ice-cold assassin. That's the mark of a man who he's got, he knows he's got this.
1: Yeah, and he'd rather be. He's quite. He's quite good at riding on the offensive. primovs. Mm. He'd rather be up the front, making that effort than behind. And and once they got that gap, and they started extending that gap, it was everyone's trying as hard as each other. Whether you're in the second group or the third group or the fourth group, in, and you may as well be out in front. Particularly with that wet descent, where we saw lots of crashes and things, and. Um, Primo's almost gave himself some sli- sliding space at that point because mm. even if they got caught, the group behind, us, as we saw Sepkos as we saw um, Sepcus say in the post race interview that you know it pretty much blew the race apart when they went them at that attack and and we saw that group behind that were riding with uh, Bahrain Victorious but it was really whittled down. They did two ascents of La Colada Lumina
0: today, super sketchy on the descent after all the mm. rain. As a rider, when I mean we saw. As we mentioned, odd Christian Iking lose time. He went down um, in in a crash that actually affected uh, Vlasov mm. of uh, Astana. Worse, he took a real big bang. Mm. They both got up and carried on. Um, as we understand it, both have finished the stage. How does that affect you when you've done that climb once and you know on a course like today that you've got to do it again?
1: Yeah, it can be quite demoralising. And he got dropped the first time up it, came back. But he would have perhaps favoured his chances to get back the second time down that descent, um, but I think what hampered him was, of course, the weather conditions, mm. pushing a little bit harder than everyone else, chasing from behind, a little bit of panic. There was a crash ahead of him, and it looked like he just touched his brakes as he went into that corner, having seen the crash ahead of him, and, and down he went. Yeah. We've um, we've mentioned it a couple of times,
0: that Covadonga always, I mean, they, they include it for a reason, don't they? They've well organisers. We've mentioned it a couple of times during the week, um, and, and you've mentioned it on TV as well. When we talk about it, we always associate it with Robert Miller, yes. but it always seems to deliver, doesn't it? Miller with the stolen Vuelta in 85, coming back and then winning on the climb in 86, but coming second overall again. Um, what is it about the Covadonga, you know, when we've got certain climbs in certain races that really always seem to deliver? What is it
1: about the Covadonga? Well, the name in itself is quite daunting, isn't it? Covadonga. It's, um, it, it's, it's, it's synonymous with the Vuelta, but much like the Angliru. You know, the Tour de France has the, you know, the Tourmalet and Mont Ventoux, and of course the Giro has um, Zoncolan and the Gavier, whereas in Spain, these type of climbs become synonymous with the Vuelta and they always produce historical moments, which we can always remember, mm. um, particularly the Angliru and today. Um, it doesn't visit every year, mm. um, depends which part of Spain it's in, but um, when it does, it always delivers huge results for, for everyone and, and it blows the field to pieces and and that's why it's included in this race. And I think that's what everyone's been waiting for the last two and a half weeks is, is this first couple of days. in the yeah
0: mm. Quote from Miller from 86, who invents this? Shit? Yeah. Um, and what Pippi York was referring to was the way that journalists would write up the race. Um, and she said subsequently that it, a lot of the time it felt like the journalists who were writing up the race were, were writing up something completely
1: different to what she had written. Did you ever feel like that? Um, not really. No, no, I wasn't really in the position of Pippa on so many occasions, but, um, I remember on the Welter and going up the Angleroo and that was, um, that lived up to the expectation of the hype. I'd only ever seen it onto TV up to that point. Mm. And I was probably surprised how well I went up it because mm. I never thought I could perform on a climb like that. I think I finished fifth that day. Mm. But yes, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's almost nice when you finish a welter and you've been up some of the historic climbs in it because no one can say it's an easy welter then.
0: Ten years to the day since you wore red, for the, yes. the red jersey for the first time, it is. Um, took it off Chris Froome, having finished thirteenth on stage eleven, Yeah. and it was it was enough to give you the overall lead. What at that point do you think? Did you think you were gonna you were gonna hang on to it? I know I know you, what you said at the time was, was quite deferential, and you were you know full of praise for, for what Froome had done for mm. you in the race to that point too.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I was riding above my expectations really because i had no idea how i would be going after i'd crashed at the tour that year mm. so i still had problems getting out the saddle with my broken collarbone um i can't remember actually getting out the saddle that volta it was um i probably must have done obviously but um it was um yeah it was just one of those things really it was um I, I remember getting to the second rest day um having took the jersey and i remember one of my mechanics at the time uh fernandez saying to me um you can win this now. You've just got to get through these two days. He pointed out, or whatever it was at the time, and um, and it's done. Then the vault done. But um, it was uh, the Angleroo stage in particular, really, mm. where Kobo laid it down and took mm. it took it from us all. But um, I mean, I was just happy to finish on the podium, if I'm honest. When I look back, it was my first Grand Tour podium, and it was a stepping stone to what I wanted to do the year after in 2012.
0: I've got to mention this. Was that the year that you tried colonic colonic irrigation? That was in 2010. 2010. Okay, it was the year before. So year before. Yeah, yeah. Come on, talk us through that because this is this is excellent.
1: No, I mean we we, we when the Sky started, we were looking at all sorts of gains and marginal gains, and at that time it was about kind of trying to see how light you could be on a mountain stage or whatever. So I tried colonic irrigation um when in April I think it was after Catalonia um, to see how much weight you could lose, how much sort of excess crap you had in your system really so i did that i think i lost about three kilos and we were the idea was whether we could take something like that onto a grand tour and yeah. use it the day before a mountain stage and, and and wash all the excess out and see if you you know that you were carrying if you were carrying any excess but all it turned out was you you lost a lot of fluid and it actually really drained you yeah so um but again it was just um one of them things we tried
0: yeah what did you say you were a not a shadow
1: of a man a, it was like a like a costume of the a man. costume you could have <laughs> like bleeding a radiator. The world <laughs> fell out of my arsehole. <laughs> How long was it before you felt
0: like you were powerful enough to, to ride to your full capability again?
1: Oh, it was, it was about five or six days after that. Yeah, yeah. it takes a while to Draining. recover from.
0: Um, back, to, <laughs> back to a current Ineos man who is, is about to be, or will soon become, it was confirmed today, uh, part of the Yumbo visma team. Um, finished on the the podium at the Olympics in the time trial with Dumoulin and and obviously yeah. gold medalist Roglic, Rohan Dennis. Yes, um, they've got an almighty team. They are You have. know, they're looking looking strong already, but they're gonna they're gonna be even stronger for next year. They're they're looking like they're gonna be able to more than compete they with are. UAE.
1: Yeah, and I think they're the, probably the biggest team in the world now, and they're, 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 with every race they do, they're confirming that. And Rohan is a fab, fantastic rider. I think he gets a little bit of bad press sometimes within the teams he's in as someone who's a bit odd and does his own thing and he's unreliable. But I think quite the opposite. I think Rowan is um, someone who's unique at what he does and he needs to be treated and respected in the right way. Um, The reason he's as good as he is is because he's meticulous about what he does and he's not frightened of saying something when it's not done right. This isn't someone who slacks in his training. He's he's one of the most um, dedicated riders you'll come across. Um, and he has a right to say and speak up when he's not happy about something and, and unfortunately in this day and age when you do that in a team you're you're typecast as someone who's difficult and not hard mm. to get on with but Rowan's quite the opposite actually and good on him and I hope he has a successful season. Seems to move on quite a lot. Is, yes. with, is that partly because of his reputation? No, I just think that he goes to teams and he, he, he's not frightened to say what he thinks mm. and a lot of these teams now, you've got to be a yes man because the people in charge proclaim to know it all. Yeah, we saw him do an awesome job for Taylor. It's amazing. He's a great the, rider, the and I think he's a, he's going to be an absolute asset to that team next year. Yeah.
0: One last word as we go into the break on Odd Christian Iking and and Intermarche. Uh, they fought awesomely well for a jersey that we didn't expect them to hang on to for mm. quite as long as they have.
1: Yeah, and. um, I maybe hoped a little bit more of him today, but um, I think the weather conditions and the tempo that um, obviously Yumbo uh, set, um, they obviously had a plan and that Primos was going to go. Whether he planned to go a- as early as he did anyway um, until Bernell went, I'm not too sure. But um, he, look, he, you know, he came up against it today on the hardest stage, the Queen stage. And uh, it wasn't to be, but he's had a great race up to this point. And even as the underdog, I was hoping a bit more of him today, the fan in me maybe. But it wasn't to be. Um, mm. But, you know, chapeau to him. He's had a great race.
0: In praise of another team, actually, um, and, and Mikhail Lander um, started the day strong for them. Bahrain victorious. We saw Lander break early. We thought he might uh, take that closer to the finish than he did. But a good day for Jack Haig, finishing uh, ahead of Bernal in the end in that yeah. group. Um, he's looking like he's looking like he might be good for a podium if he's he can re- un- race, yeah. unseat one of the Movistar. Yeah, star And pair. I think
1: he could, but he's, um, he's had a great race up to this point. Um, I think he's just sort of surprising himself every day with every mm. day that goes past. And and he's a real chance now of getting onto the podium. And that's been a real team effort as well. We saw Walt Pals again today. You know, we saw him at the Tour de France. We see him here, whatever race he does, he gives his all. Mm. And, um, they've got supreme confidence in him by the way they rode today. And, And Jack's delivering on a daily basis.
0: We'll be back with more from the Bradley Wiggin Show after this. Brad, we're fortunate to be sponsored by Zwift, where fun is fast, but it also unlocks performance. Great app, but we use it in very different ways, don't we?
1: We do. I mean, I tend to go on sometimes with my son now um, and just try and keep up with him, really. And it's a way of riding together and, and grouping up with other people, maybe a few people, friends that live in London if I'm up north or vice versa, because... Um, you know, you can't always get on the roads with people. I've been on there with Matt Stevens, um, and I've also done some live Zwift sessions through Le Cole and caught up with the likes of Victor Campanot and Fabian Cancellara on it. So it's a great tool.
0: I'm a big fan of being able to get on there at short notice without having to organise a, a group ride in real life, if you like, um, and just buzz it around with a, a few mates yeah there's always someone on there
1: that's willing to ride even if, you know it's a good way of making new mates
0: it is even if your mates aren't about there's group rides a massive community of pros on there people exactly like well exactly like me exactly like you
1: and i believe there's a seven-day free trial available well
0: just in time for the olympics there's a seven-day free trial a special offer find out more download the app today Brad, two other men to pick out um, who've had an outstanding um, three weeks. One man who's getting stronger and stronger. Let's start with him, Tom Pidcock um, for Ineos, one of their remaining riders, their remaining six. Um, So he's come out and said uh, on the rest day that he's aiming at the Worlds, um, but he's going to give Paris-Roubaix a miss. Um, You've been impressed with him so far, and you're expecting big things from him at Flanders Worlds?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, he'll have a crack at it. He's, um, he'll certainly yeah, have a little break after the Tokyo, didn't he? Um, and I think he's this race will do him serve him well, actually. I think he's almost, I wouldn't say he's struggling at all. He's picked and choosed, he's, chose his days. He's shone on some days. He's not been quite the, what we know he's capable of, but I think as this race has gone on, he'll come out of this in really good shape and i think he could be a real real threat at the world championships mm. i mean i wouldn't put it past him the guy's phenomenal yeah it looks like it, it might be him and hater yeah, um good combo
0: yeah um being the the sort of the top man for gb he said on the rest day as well um from the start of the year i wanted to i wanted to race here he means the Vuelta. but then after the olympics i was second guessing if i could be bothered basically mm. um a bit like we we mentioned earlier in the week, difficult to, to sort of reboot yourself.
1: It is, but I think it's probably the best environment for him to reboot himself. So coming in a little bit, lacking in morale, or sort of motivation, if you like, having the success and trying to get his head around being Olympic champion and and not, not just that, but the dominance and the way he won that at mm. such an early age. Um, You know, to be in this environment, racing each day, having everything done for you, all he's got to do is rest, sleep, ride his bike. I think um, the three weeks will be... Um, Pay dividends come the World Championships, yeah, and I think um, because if he hadn't, he'd have had to reboot and train himself and pick himself up every day. Whereas, when you're on a Grand Tour, you know what day it's time it starts. You know, there's no going. You know, no going home. You've got to. You've got to, You've got to start when everyone else starts and finish when everyone else finishes. And I think it's been the perfect environment for him, really. And I think it will do him the world of good.
0: Mm, might have played it perfectly. We hope so. Um, another man who has played it incredibly well, Fabio Jakobsen, mm. won his third. Uh, stage yesterday, stage sixteen in the sprint. as long as he gets to Madrid, he's gonna walk away with the uh the sprint jersey.
1: Yeah, and I think the way he's going and the way he won yesterday, um on a lumpy course, it wasn't a straightforward sprint stage yesterday. Yeah. He put himself in the right position. He rectified the problems of a few days before with his team um and three stage wins in just a little over a year from that crash, that horrific crash in the Tour of Poland where he was in a self induced coma. Um, it's quite a quite some comeback, really. And we saw him praise the people who have helped him yesterday get back to where he is. And, you know, he's another one for the World Championships, isn't he? Mm. On a flat Flanders course. Yeah,
0: feels like it suits him. Looking forward to tomorrow then, uh, another savage stage in the mountains. Two Category 1 climbs finishing on uh, the HC climb of the gamont um, 14.6 kilometres at 9.8%. Um, all I mentioned this on the post-race show—an elevation gain rarely seen before, say the organisers.
1: We're looking forward to more fireworks, surely. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be savage, and um, people have got to recalibrate, reset after today. Um, the GC is now established as to what we would expect a GC to look like going into the last week. There's no surprises in there. There's no no one that you would expect fall away, and I think it's all poised now and set. The only thing difference now is Yumbo will ride. Yeah, they've just got to get to this time trial on Sunday. And um, Primus doesn't have to take any more time. He will marshal attacks, of course. But he's done his job now, and he's just got to play it carefully. And Jumbo-Visma have got to play it carefully. And it, now it's the race for the podium, I think, behind, which is going to be real exciting with Jack, um, Lopez, Mas, you know, and, um, of course, Adam Yates, who I think has got a strong chance of getting up there. Mm. Yates for the stage? I'd love to see it, but he's got to concentrate his efforts on the GC first and foremost, I think. Mm. And I think with that may come a stage win. But, you know, we may see a break up the road, who knows? But um, I think that um, Adam will probably try and shift um, the rest of the guys lower down the climb. So that might mean he sacrifices the stage win at some point, but it'll be about taking time tomorrow for Adam.
0: Mm. You were talking off air earlier. I mean, Roglic is so comfortable at this point. You were talking off air about his record since um, 2017. Um, I mean, it's gone. It's, It's ridiculous, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, so he finished fourth at the Tour de France in 2018 when Geraint Mm. won, and since then, of course, he finished third in the Giro, won the Vuelta, uh, second in the Tour de France, won the Vuelta, crashed out the Tour de France this year, plus all the sort of week-long stage races in between. Three Vuelta's on his on his way to three Vuelta's. He had a podium on every Grand Tour, and um, yeah, he's won the yellow jersey, won the leader's jersey in every Grand Tour, won a stage every Grand Tour. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's only 31 years of age. I actually thought he was a little bit older. So he's certainly got another three or four years of, of Grand Tour riding and, and dominance.
0: Mm. Last question on Roglic for you, um, which seems like the, the the right place to leave it, going out where we came in. He's got to be taking this and now looking at the Tour next year and thinking, right, this is the one now. He has this is to. the best chance I'm, I'm ever going to have if everything goes well between now and next summer.
1: And the way he was ridden this week and at the Olympic Games, uh, uh, barring the crash at the Tour de France we always wonder whether he would have been there with Pogacar, yeah. particularly on the stage um, to, uh, was it Grand Bournon, where he, where, where Pogachar attacked uh, and took the bulk of his time. Yeah. So, you know, we, we'll never know how close he would have got this year to Pogacar. But uh, judging on how he's gone the last couple of weeks and since the Olympic Games, I think he'd have been very close. Mm. So, yeah, he's still in the mix next year, and still in with a shout. And um, with every grand tour that goes past and with every podium or, 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 or win he has, He's the biggest threat and the biggest rival to Pogacar over the next couple of years. Hypothetically, drop
0: Tadej Pogacar onto the Coverdonga today, and it's Pogacar, Bernal and Roglic. At the end there, does Pogacar finish ahead of Roglic? Do they finish together?
1: On current form, no. Not at all. I think he'd have been dropped. Yeah. Like we saw at Plouet. He blew up, yeah. But a Pogacar at the Tour de France, and Roglic on his best day as well. I think there's nothing between them, as we saw at the Tour de France last year. Yeah. And I think that's pretty much the state of affairs between those two. Yeah, You you couldn't say, and, and obviously that's the beauty of cycling as well, it's who gets their form right. But Pogacar on his day and Roglic on his day, there's not much between them, which is going to make for, you know, if we get them both like we did last year, and it was only until the Planche de Bellefield that the gap really opened up. Mm. But other than that, up to that point, there was nothing between them.
0: Mm. All right. On that hypothetical note, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport, brought to you by Zwift, the cycling app that makes training fun because fun is fast. Brad, thank you. Thank you. Um, if we want to get in touch with you on social media, we go. you can follow Eurosport on Twitter, Eurosport underscore UK. You can find us uh, on Instagram and Facebook as well. Thanks, as ever, to our producer, Pete though Finally, from me, Graham Wilgos, it's goodbye. If you've enjoyed the show, please do subscribe and rate us. Brad, we'll see you
1: tomorrow. Yeah.